When I first started writing about beer, I wasn't expecting much of a response. At the time, I was working for a small English-language weekly, very much on the sidelines of life in the Czech Republic. In contact from readers was a relative rarity for most of the staff, often creating the impression that we were printing newspapers, which no one actually read. But once I began covering beer, things changed remarkably. More and more locals started contacting me, asking my opinion of one brewery or another, or if I'd heard of some rare lager from way out in the backwaters of Moravian Silesia. I began getting emails from around the world, including from beer writers whose work I knew and admired. Acquaintances would tell mutual friends that while they'd always liked my other writing, they greatly preferred the beer articles, and they'd love it if I'd give up everything else and just focus on the pivot, a backhanded compliment that caused simultaneous grins and the gritting of teeth more than once. Things continued on the same path, though at a greater velocity, when I left the paper and began freelancing for publications back home. A cover story I wrote about the emerging Czech beer trail was the most emailed article in the New York Times for several days, beating out political columns by Maureen Dowd and Paul Krugman in the height of an election season. Another feature on the nascent craft beer scene in Italy did almost as well, as did one about regional brewing styles in Germany. Faced with an unexpected and still disconcertingly unfamiliar sense of appreciation, I started asking myself why people cared. Why did beer strike such a musical note with readers? Why did beer suddenly matter? As I continued filing beer-themed features from around the old world, this question came up again and again. I asked Zeugel brewers no one has ever heard of in the Bavarian hinterlands, and beer-making legends like John Pierre von Roy in Brussels, as well as the people closest to me, beer geeks, beer writers, and regular old beer drinkers. And I posed the question to myself more than once, asking why beer suddenly really seemed to mean something why we were seeing such a swift groundswell of interest in the drink. I can't explain what beer means for everyone. As a subject, beer is too broad and deep, too varied and multiform, just like the wide public for whom it has clearly come to mean so much. But I can tell you a few things about beer that I like most myself, why beer has come to matter to me, and what I tell people when they ask why I've chosen to write about it. Over and above what's in the glass, beer offers several compelling facets beyond its principal role as a great drink. Beyond its obvious charms, the sugary rush of malt, the fragrant flavors of hops, the elemental calm of ethyl alcohol, the first would have to be beer's ambiguous relationship with the passing of time. Throughout human history, one of the great constants has been the notion that things were better before, before this happened, before that took place, and certainly long before now. Grown-ups have complained about the youth of today since at least the time of Socrates, and in many ways the entirety of the Renaissance can be viewed as one big nostalgia trip, a desire to emulate the loftier achievements of earlier eras, when things were clearly better than they are now. In the beer world, Camera, the UK's campaign for real ale, one of the world's most successful consumer groups, was founded on just this premise, beers used to be better and now they're getting worse. What strikes me as special is the ability of brewers today to do just what the artists of the Renaissance wanted, to reach for and achieve the glory of previous eras. This isn't unique among food producers, but it is fairly rare. Most foodstuffs are living things, and much like the passenger pigeon or the European aurochs, once they achieve extinction, they're gone for good. Yes, you can attempt to re-engineer an aurochs through selective breeding, 
as the brothers Heinz and Lutz Heck did in the 1920s. But you'll probably end up with something that is slightly smaller, a bit differently shaped, and with a yellow stripe instead of a white line running down its spine. But when it comes to beer, we can approximate even long extinct lagers and ales and get them pretty close to perfect, at least much closer to their originals than the Heck brothers' reconstructed Aurochs was to the unreconstructed original. At this point, I would like to note that it is possible to write at length about beer without comparing it to wine. And some other time, in some other place, I will do just that. But in this case, wine seems to give us the best means of illustrating something that is very different about beer and how it relates to the passing of time. 